Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that will help you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. Together, for you. Welcome to episode 56 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key, and Happy New Year. It is now officially 2020, and so today I'm going to give you a system to use whatever happened in 2019 to launch yourself into 2020 in exactly the way you want. But first, I just want to make a note that this is essentially the one-year anniversary of this podcast, and when I started it last year in 2019, I, I kind of set myself the agreement, I guess, that I would do this for one year and then I could give it up if I didn't want to keep doing it after the year, but I wanted to make sure I did it for a year just to be sure that I fully did it and I didn't just stop because I got kind of scared or busy or uncomfortable from it. And so here I am a year later and I don't really have any plans on giving it up. I think there have been times where it was hard through the last year, but i gotten to meet so many cool people uh, doing this podcast. And I've gotten to hear from so many of you about how this podcast is helping you. And that really means something to me. It really energizes me to know that taking the time each week to do this podcast and sharing what I've learned is helping so many of you and making a difference. And if just some of you can go through your weight loss journey with more compassion and doing it in a more positive manner for yourself and let go of some of that struggle that we've all carried with us for so much of our life, then it's totally worth it. So let me know how this is working for you. It's a new year. I'll be planning out new podcast topics. If there's things I haven't covered or things you'd like me to cover in more detail, send me an info or sorry, an email at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I love hearing from you. So thank you for taking time over this past year to go on this journey with me. Thank you for being a loyal listener. And if you're new, thank you for joining me and feel free to go back and make use of all the episodes that have come before because I think there's some really useful stuff in the old ones. Uh, And let's look forward to another year of this. All right. All right. So let's talk about New Year's. So New Year's is always a time that historically gets us thinking about what we want for the following year. And the classic thing would be to set resolutions about what you're going to change in the new year. And there's always a lot of debate about that, right? Like, do set resolutions, don't set resolutions, resolutions are good, they're bad, whatever. Uh, And so we're going to talk about that today. And I just want to say, I think the really overarching thing here is no matter what your 2019 was like, No matter, since we're talking about weight in particular, no matter, you know, if you feel that things went the way you wanted them to, or if you feel you still haven't figured it out and things aren't going the way you want them to, it's all okay. I really want you to hear that, that if you haven't figured it out yet, it's okay. That doesn't, the fact you haven't figured it out yet does not mean you are not going to figure it out. And the fact that you are listening to this podcast means you're working on it. And that's all you can do is just keep working on it. If there was one answer that worked for everybody, and if it was simple, everybody would be doing it and there wouldn't be podcasts like this. It's not straightforward. Our lives aren't straightforward. The reasons why we struggle with eating aren't straightforward. 
What our bodies do with the food that we do eat is not straightforward and not necessarily in our control. And so it's okay if you haven't figured this out. That doesn't mean you won't. It doesn't mean you failed. There is no failure in this. It's just a process of figuring it out, figuring, getting to know yourself better to a degree that you can understand these habits and start to change them. And if I could wish one New Year's resolution for all of us, and this comes from, you know, all the work that I do with coaching uh, physician clients on their weight loss and the obesity and medicine work I do of working with patients locally on their weight. We carry so much shame and negativity with us about our weight. And if I could choose a New Year's resolution for all of us, is that we go forward with compassion. Whatever happens, we don't do it unless we can do it compassionately for ourselves. Let that sink in and think about it and think how many things we do regarding our weight and the thoughts we have about our weight that are not compassionate. And like I've talked about in lots of other podcast episodes, those don't help. They don't get you further into where you want to be. But if you could choose a a year of compassion that no matter what you do with regards to your weight, you do it with a compassionate mind about yourself, I guarantee you would see a world of difference. Okay, so let's talk about resolutions because like I said, there's a lot of different, uh, you know, things on the internet about should we or shouldn't we. And I really do believe doing a New Year's reflection and setting goals and intentions for the upcoming year and looking back at the previous year, I think it is a very useful tool. And that's what we're going to be talking about later on in this podcast. Uh, But I think you have to do it right. And the classic of just setting a resolution of I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to stop doing this thing, maybe that's not the right way to go about it to make it the most useful tool for you. So I'm going to give you a system to make your New Year's reflection more useful. And I'm going to give you examples of how I've used this because I actually have years of these New Year's reflections that I've done that I think is really, really interesting if you look at where I was at different years to where I am now. I wanted to start with uh, definitions. So from the Oxford Dictionary, a resolution is a firm decision to do or not do something. Whereas a goal which, you know, they're similar, but slightly different is an aim or desired result. And I think that's where maybe resolutions get their bad rap is they're very focused in just the action, like do this action, don't do this action, versus a goal is aimed at the result. And you may take many different types of actions to get to that particular result. So I'd say it's not, not that resolutions are bad, but it's probably the intention behind them that gives them their bad rap. So you could set a resolution for yourself that's really based in a positive frame of mind. And it's got that compassion that we were just talking about behind it. And probably that would be a useful, helpful resolution for yourself. Like if, say you decided to stop smoking because you really want to care for your body this year and that you're going to do whatever it takes to stop smoking in a compassionate way to yourself. Um, That might be a useful resolution. Uh, Again, there's a gray zone, right? Like you could also look at the goal of no longer being a smoker, being your desired result, and then you might take different actions along the way to get there. 
whatever you want to call it, I don't think it really matters. I think what matters is that you just carve out a bit of time and you, and you do this for yourself. Now, I think an equally important piece of this as to looking forward and think where you want to go this year is to look back and look at where you've been. And sometimes I think we forget that piece, like we set goals of where we want to go, but we don't look back. And maybe it's because backwards feels like facing failure too much sometimes. And what I want to say is that I don't think that's actually true for a lot of us. Like, it's true, it feels that way. But is the previous year full of failures in the way our brain paints it? I'd say probably not. And this is why I want you to uh, take the time to look back in an intentional way at your previous year, because our brain just does these big sweeping painting over things and just says, well, I didn't lose the weight this year. I didn't have any success in my weight loss. But the reality when you look at it is you may have had small little successes and maybe the full goal wasn't reached, but you may have had shifts and changes or periods of time in the year that went well. And there may be things that you can actually learn from it, but you don't get the chance to learn from it if we just swipe over it and call it all negative and label it all a failure. So sitting down and intentionally um, looking at how the year went means, means we can actually remember, we give ourselves a chance to remember what went well. Uh, Because in general, our brains don't do that on their own. We have to kind of point them in that direction and kind of keep reorientating them in that direction to remember what went well. And I think a good example of this is if you think two questions to yourself, what went well in the last year and what didn't go well in the last year, which list is easier for you to generate? I'd guess almost universally the what didn't go well is the easiest list to generate. We can often come up with all our faults, all the things we didn't measure up on and everything like that. And we can usually come up with things that did go well, but it takes longer. We have to actually point our brain in that way. And again, that's just a demonstration of where our brain is naturally tuned. And if you're not intentionally directing it, our brains are naturally tuned to what isn't going well and what we have to change. And that's probably like an evolutionary safety type approach. But doing these reflective times where you actually put it back and think, okay, but yeah, sure. But what did go well and what little things did work out and what changes did I make that I'm really happy with? All that sort of stuff um, is really important because it gets forgotten otherwise. And if we're working on moving forward without this burden of failure, we have to recognize our successes. So I'm going to give you the tools and kind of a system for how you could do this if you've never done it. But know that there's no right way. Really, the magic is just taking the time and doing it with curiosity and compassion, not with like a laser beam focus of blame and thoughts of failure that we often try to do at the end of the year. Uh, before I show you or give you the steps to do your own, I'm going to share with you some of my previous ones. So I've been doing this New Year's reflection since 2016, and I type them. Most of my other journaling I do handwritten, but I type these because then I can actually reflect back on them. And I thought when I was preparing this podcast, it'd be interesting for me to go back and actually read some of my other years. And I haven't read them for a few years, but I think there's some really interesting content that'll demonstrate to you if you're still struggling, that's okay. I was too. Like, and you'll hear 
This is these entries are before I ever dreamed I would do life coaching or weight loss coaching. These entries are from when I was still in the thick of my weight struggles. I lost weight um, up to a point. I think I was down about um, like close to 40 pounds from my highest weight at when these entries were done, uh, but not where I wanted to be and still really struggling with certain behaviors. Um, and I think you can kind of reading through these here, some of the evolution, but also that the evolution didn't happen very quickly. As you'll hear, some of the stuff is the same for a couple of years before I actually started to get traction and changing it. And that's okay. Because by being patient, here I am feeling fairly comfortable in my ability to manage my weight and my eating behaviors, um, no matter what happens in my life. And when I wrote these entries, I didn't know I'd ever get here. But I just kept aiming in this direction, essentially. All right, so 2016, this was written December 31st, 2016. I started 2016 in a not great space. I felt overwhelmed, burnt out, empty, and definitely not happy. I wasn't enjoying work and I was irritable with my family. I am happy that I took action on this and did something outside my comfort range by hiring a life coach. My first appointment was at the end of January. Through working with him, I gained control over my work instead of feeling it was taking over my life. I got better at relaxing and enjoying the moments with the kids. I focused more on myself and what I need to stay resilient. I think it was one of the best decisions I ever made. Okay, this is interesting because it sounds like an advertisement for life coaching, but that was me writing that back December 31st, 2016, when I had no idea I would ever turn into a life coach, which is funny, but those are absolutely the truths of the benefits that making that decision to hire that coach had on me. And those are the benefits that I see in the people I work with, with my coaching. That is so awesome when you start to see those little shifts that have such big ripple effects in their lives. Okay, let's continue on with my journal entry from 2016. I think of 2016 as the year of realizing that I have power over my mood and my circumstances. I use this power to get to a fairly good place from a not so good place and for that I am thankful. I would like 2017 to be the year of exerting that power and seeing lasting change in areas I've chronically struggled with. I'm tired of always feeling that I'm failing a bit in the areas of my weight and others. I want to end 2017 feeling in control of those areas and have some measurable success to show. What would be my one word for 2017 be? Focus. I'll need it to stay on top of my goals for the next year and stay on track even when the going gets tough. And then I had a list of goals that were specific that I was going to try to achieve in 2017. And one of them was to get below 210 pounds, which is important when you hear my next year's uh, reflections. Then for the next year's reflections, so reflecting on 2017, this is written January 1st, 2018. Uh, I have written what went well in 2017, I feel I did a good job of staying focused on gradual movement forward in a number of areas of my life. I remained quite focused and improved my low carb focus. I feel I've developed ways that I can make a low carb lifestyle lifelong. It may not always be perfect, but I think we're fairly entrenched in the day to day low carb living. What could be improved 
health, the fall was not great for maintaining eating habits. I snuck in more junky carbs and my weight fluctuated from it. It would feel better in the long run if I maintained more consistent eating habits. And then the list of goals for 2018 was to weigh less than 210 pounds by the end of December. So obviously I'd made changes in 2017 in how I ate and how I felt about that, but I hadn't actually reached the point where those changes were reflected on the scale. And then the other one that the other goal that was on my um, goals for 2017 and are also on goals of 2018 is to run a half marathon PR of less than two hours and nine minutes, which means I wasn't able to do that in 2017. And I'm reading these out to you because partly it's like a voice of me from the past. So I can tell you I've been there and I've walked that path. But I think these journal entries really actually demonstrate it much more clearly. But also, I want you to pay attention that I didn't figure it out quickly. Like, so I really want if you are ending the year feeling a bit frustrated by your weight and not having it all sorted out, really listen to that, that it's okay. It it will come if you keep trying to figure it out. If you stay compassionate, stay curious and keep trying to figure it out, it will come. And even I, back then, I didn't have all the same knowledge I have now, but I wasn't able to figure it out quickly, but I just kept working on it. And the other piece is I want you to listen to my wording in those in that even back then when I hadn't figured it out and I hadn't seen the scale actually move in the way I wanted it to, I, they're written in a compassionate, positive way. So I think that was probably one of my skills when I started to make changes, not a skill my whole life, but when I started to make changes, I was able to just keep doing it with that compassionate focus in most times, not all the time. Uh, And you can hear it in that voice. Like, yeah, I hadn't hit the 210 pound mark at that point, uh, but there's not a lot of text beating myself up about that. There's just sort of curiosity and logical look at why that hadn't happened yet. And so let's talk about how to do this process for yourself and how to uh, set it up where it can be a routine or a habit, something nice that you do for yourself. So not a like I have to or should type thing, but something nice you want to do. So the first step is you want to sit down and this is a pen and paper job or I type it because like I said, then I can actually quickly look and see year to year more easily than when it's in a journal. Uh, But it's not a do in your head. The power is having it written down and being able to look at it. So first, I want you to look back and picture yourself, imagine yourself at the beginning of 2019. So where you were a year ago and picture what was life like in January 2019, what was that version of yourself like? What things did they struggle with? What things were going well? What things were not going so well? What were they trying to figure out? And make kind of describe yourself, describe what life was like back at the beginning of 2019. And then describe where you are now. So at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, same questions. What's life like? What things are going well? What things are you struggling with? Which things are you still trying to figure out? And describe this current version of yourself. So you have that picture of where you were and where you are. 
And, you know, if they seem exactly the same, try to think if there's any subtle differences that you're not immediately recognizing. So that's step one is think of yourself at the beginning of 2019. Step two is think of yourself now in current and describe yourself where you are currently. And then look over that span of the year and write down what things went well, what things were you happy how they went? Were you thankful about? Were you proud of how it happened or what you did? Um, and I always do the positive stuff first because it's a part that our brain doesn't naturally do. And then go to what would you want to keep working on? So not a beat yourself up fest, but, uh, you know, what things could have room for improvement? What things would you like to go better in the next year? There's really no point in really spending time wallowing in what things didn't go well last year. All that, whatever happened, whatever eating happened, whatever the scale did, whatever clothes sizes did, all of that has already happened. And it's just fine. It happened looking back on it, wallowing in it, all that sort of behavior that we often do do does not help you out at all. So just look back at it with curiosity. Ask yourself what you can learn from it. But don't let yourself beat yourself up. And then let it go and move on because it already happened. You can't change the past. All we can do is just shift our focus to the future. So that was step three and four, which is describing what went well, what are your big wins, what are your small wins, and then describing what you want to keep working on. That's step four. And then step five is project yourself forward. So now picture yourself in a year sitting down writing your summary of 2020 and think, what's that person like? What would you want that person to be describing themselves as? What would you want that person in a year from now describing what their life is like, uh, what things that are going well in their life, what things they're still working on, uh, what thing areas are still, you know, more difficult in their life or what stresses do they still have. And I think that little piece is actually a really important piece to talk a little bit more about because often when we picture ourselves forward and we project forward, we think everything's going to be great. And that's not true. Even if in a year you have completely sorted out your eating, you stop binge eating and you feel in control and comfortable with your weight, all that stuff is sorted out, there will still be things that you struggle with. So there will still be negative emotions. There will still be areas you feel insecure. There will still be things that stress you out. And when we think that that's not going to happen, when we think that everything's going to be so good on the other side, we then get tripped up. Because when things are not perfect, because they never will be, no matter how skinny you get, no matter how small the size of clothes you wear, no matter how much money you make, there is still negative emotions and negative uh, human experiences that we have because that's just part of life. And if we think that they shouldn't be there, then it trips us up often. And so we get to the other side of these big goals and we feel like it doesn't measure up to what it should have been. But if you think from the beginning that there still will be things that are difficult, like say if you do 
lose all your weight. You know, what might be difficult at times for that version of yourself is sticking with the plan no matter what. Because that probably isn't always going to feel perfect. At times, it'll feel simpler and less dramatic than what it might feel now. But there's still probably going to be times where your brain's like, I wish we could just eat all the foods. I wish we didn't have to follow this way of eating to maintain our weight. And that may generate some negative emotions. And that's okay, because that's part of maintaining weight loss. So when you do this, this future self, think of how great things are, picture, imagine what it's going to be, but also add that little dose of reality in that what things are going to be different in that what things will you still struggle with? What things are probably going to stress you out at that point, just to make sure that your future self that you're aiming towards is a realistic self so you don't get tripped up when you get there or get disappointed when you get there. So to summarize the different steps, so first step is picture what you were like the beginning of 2019 and try to imagine it in as much detail. Second step is describe yourself now. What's different? How are you and how you go about your life a little bit different Step number three is think about the year in between and what went well, what were your successes, big and small. Step four is think about things that you would like to continue to work on. So what are your areas of improvement? And again, viewing this not with blame and all that stuff, but with compassion. And then step number five is projecting yourself forward for next year. What would you want for the future version of yourself? And thinking through what they would be like and what their views and day-to-day life and day-to-day things that go well and the things that they're still working on would be like. And write it all down, put it somewhere where you can reflect on it. Because again, looking at this next year will be helpful to see, okay, how close did you get to where you were aiming and what do you need to shift in how you're aiming? So for myself for this year, for 2020, Um, looking back, I'm really proud of the podcast and everything I've done with, uh, starting to coach physicians on their weight. And I've really enjoyed that and find it really satisfying, especially when I see clients start to make dramatic shifts in their view on their eating and their weight. Uh, it's so cool. Um, the things that I think I could have done better in the past year was keeping an eye on my self-care. I kind of mentioned it in one of the December things, but uh, this year brought a lot more busyness and a lot more things for me to juggle that I wasn't used to juggling. And one of the things that um, I started to lose focus on is keeping the activities in my life that help care for me. So making sure I was getting a little bit of free time during the week consistently doing my morning routine, keeping my running really consistent. So my focus for 2017 is to really focus on my self-care. So keep everything else going, but really keep the focus more on caring for myself so that I can best help my patients and my clients. And I like to think of a word that sums up kind of what I want to focus on. And for this year, my word is strength. So I want physically to feel stronger at the end of the year. I have some running goals and some strength goals and things like that that I'm going to work on. And so I want to physically feel strong. But I think that also embodies like the strength to maybe sometimes say no so that I can keep focusing on the self-care 
uh, and to keep going and keep pushing myself in developing this podcast and this coaching business to best serve all of you guys. So that's me. Strength is the word I'm going to focus on. What's yours? If you could sum up what you're going to focus on over the next year in one word, send it to me. Info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I'd love to see what other people's words are. Now, if you've listened through this whole podcast and you're just thinking, I don't even know where to start. Like last year was a disaster. She's telling me not to beat myself up about it, but how do I even do that? If you're having all those types of thoughts, then perhaps doing private one-on-one coaching would be a really good tool for you. So through the private coaching, we can really drill down on the specific things that are getting in your way of reaching your weight goals or your goals of just feeling in control of your eating. The coaching can take you from that feeling of out of control and not sure how to stop beating yourself up, even though I keep talking about it or not believing that you should, to the point of feeling in control, approaching your weight loss without the struggle and without relying on willpower. Now, if this sounds like something that you would benefit from, the first step is booking an introductory session with me, which is free for us to just get on the video conferencing software and chat a little bit about what you need and how I could best help you. Uh, The way to do that is head over to my website, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, and click on the Work With Me tab. I do know that my availability is limited, and so right now I am booking for spots starting coaching in February, but those are in very limited supply. So if it's something you're kind of thinking about and you want help through 2020, I would encourage you to book your introductory session sooner than later. All right, have a fantastic 2020, guys. I really hope you sit down and you do this exercise and I hope you plan fantastic things for yourself uh, because I really do think there's power in visualizing better things and visualizing amazing things that you could accomplish because I know that you can. Thank you again for listening. And we will talk to you later. Have a fantastic week. And now for a quick disclaimer. This podcast contains general education information on weight loss for physicians. I'm not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional. And no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing.